Friend, have you ever thought about starting a podcast? If so, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make and start a podcast so easily and then distribute it everywhere and even earn some money. It's all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. And then you can distribute it wherever podcasts are heard. Even video podcasts are available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. But best of all, it's totally free and there's no catch. Ever since we've been using Spotify for Podcasters at A Wife Like Me, we've been able to triple our reach, reaching wives across the globe. And it's so simple. Again, we do this right from our computer. And again, you can do it from your phone. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or just go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters. Again, www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. And what I see, unfortunately, is many well-meaning teachers, authors, speakers, pastors teaching an unhealthy view of headship, meaning one that is of power, of dominance, of someone buck stops here. And that's just not Jesus. Hey. Did you just do three, two, one disconnect? Three, two, one. I pushed the wrong button a minute ago. That's just what happens because, you know, we don't know what's going on all the time, right? Never. So yeah, I was like, maybe you're doing the show by yourself. I don't know. Okay, you ready? Three, two, one, disconnect. (laughs) Did she kick me off the show or what is going on? (gasps) No, we're back. Hey, welcome back for an all new episode of the Wife Like Me podcast. We're pumped. We're on YouTube or on any listening podcast platform of your choice. Welcome. Welcome. Right. So glad to see you all. If you're on YouTube, we're waving at you. Hey, you. And your podcast driving, right? Tell us about the nails. That's where we left off last week. We're talking nail polish. I promised I'd bring my new nail polish colors. So on YouTube, you can see they're they're way more fun than you can tell. And there's also a green, but I can't find the green. Um, but yeah, aren't they kind of fun? Do they have fun names? A lot of times, I want to be on that team that names all that stuff. Yeah, don't you wonder who does that? Um, I girl talk, rocking it, graphic, and Voyager. They're all LA LA colors. They're just like um, let's see, they're the gel kind. I think that's why they stay on so good. Oh, okay. And you can just take them off with regular nail polish remover. But anyway, so there you go. You're welcome. So if you can't see them, they're like a teal and one is a, like a peach. One's a purple. Ah, you have green. It's like pink, pink. It's like really bubblegum pink. And right. it's cool. I like it. You I'm, can pull that off. Anybody yeah. can. I'm into it. I'm liking it. Nice. Yeah. And the blue. Yeah, they're fun. So... so- we're going on a date night this week, and Wait, uh, I wonder if you could. Yes, I was wondering. Yes, if you could yes, yeah, yes. Glasses, oh. yeah. Totally uh, Top Gun this week. Um, kind of going on an off night because of other obligations. 
you know, throughout the weekend because it's summer and that's like jam packed. So pretty excited. I mean, Kelly McGillis, I hope she makes an appearance. Is she in it? Dude, I don't know their names. Okay. The same blonde chick is number one. First top gun. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to actually figure that out. I can't remember if it's the exact same one. I think so. Okay. Um, Cause we're going dressed in costume. So oh, man. we already discussed this this week. I'm like, I hope Kelly McGillis is going to be on it. Going to wear a white t-shirt. Give me a leather jacket. You know, yeah. Yeah. Mark doesn't ride a motorcycle, but if he did, we would go. Right? <laughs> like it's that. So, we brought our whole family and we all loved it. Oh, great. All of okay. us. We yeah. thought like I was fully prepared to cover our youngest eyes and everything. Didn't have to. It, okay. I was so impressed by that. I mean, okay. yeah, there are some swear words. Which I think is good to teach our kids like, yeah, we just don't say that. And that's like, no, mm-mm. you know, but um, other than that, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. Good times. Because we, Mark and I have been writing those um, quotes for a long time. We need new, new material. <laughs> it's you know? really, you're going to love it. Even the, even the music. Oh man. I was like, okay. it, just brought, it brings you back. It's so okay. good. Great. Love it. Great. Okay. I'm so excited. So yeah. yeah. I saw that you had attended, so I had to find the glasses and tell you in some way that we are planning. So thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, thought of you this week. Um, I saw ripped jeans. Okay. I actually contemplated buying them because I know you buy ripped jeans. I it's you know, it's a growing area. I did acknowledge they were there. I contemplated. I didn't purchase. But you know what? It could be closer to a purchase in the future. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I like American Eagle. American Eagle. High rise. The stre- they're, what are they called? High, like something stretch. Okay. They're phenomenal. Okay. They're phenomenal. Yeah. Do, just try it. Just try a pair. Okay. American Eagle. Oh. High rise. Yeah, high okay. waist. Yep. They're amazing. Right. Yeah. So today's okay. going to be a great episode, you guys. I'm kind of sweaty about it. <sighs> this is like an episode I've avoided ever since I stepped into ministry. So, you know. <laughs> so let's hit that head on. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> I'm here for you. Thanks. Woo. Ah, a little sweaty. But I'm excited. So, yeah. In the past, we've talked about submission in marriage. And we've kind of just glossed over that saying, okay, let's get to that. And today's the day. So we're talking about that word submission, right? Uh-huh. What's uh-huh. it mean? How's it used in God's word? If you're following along, Ephesians, grab it in your in your uh, Bible or on your favorite app. So, so here's here's something. I am sweaty because I've wrestled with this forever, like forever, and um, I think it's good that we wrestle with all the things, like that we're not right. like settled in, like maybe the Holy Spirit's giving us like attention or there's like something there that just seems like, is that like really from you, Lord? Like, what is your heart on that or whatever, right? I think that's so good. And I encourage our kids to do that. Like something seems weird. Let's lean into that. Like, let's dig it apart. Let's ask, you know, so I'm just like, I want you to know that that's where this has like come from. It's been years of me 
not knowing the Lord for 29 years and then turning my life to him at 29. And then like, whoa, I was in an unhealthy uh, church right away where there was unhealthy teaching on many fronts. Um, but so it, the good thing about that is it forced my husband and I to really dig into scripture and like really grow, um, and just seek, seek his heart on, on all these things. One of them being submission and, um, just uh, an amazing mentor of mine has sort of like walked with me through all this. And the Lord has just really like illuminated his heart on the, on this teaching because I think what has been so hard for me, and again, then we're going to get into actually like scripture and and what his word says and everything. But um, what the Lord has really like done is just given me such peace on the topic and, Mm -hmm. and finally, finally peace around the topic. Like, honestly, it has been years of me not having peace on this. Like, Lord, where do you land? Like, what, what are you trying to show us? What, what is your heart on this? And not knowing, and then finally knowing. And so um, just this like a year ago, I, I had like finally settling in peace on that. And so I'm excited to share, but also like nervous a little bit. I sweaty because I think that there's been so much unhealthy teaching on this topic that anything other than what we've been taught seems or feels scary or... Um, confusing. It can just be like almost I've found like threatening even um, Mm -hmm. whenever I have like, like you, you know, we, we did touch on this topic right in the past, Kelly, we did, but Mm -hmm. I have again, like hesitated to, to do this fully because even just the little that we have on a wife like me, the blog or podcast, wherever Mm -hmm. um, it's, there's so much pushback. And so that's why I'm sweaty because I understand that many listening might not, um, this might be the first you've heard scripture explained in this way. So that's why I'm a little sweaty, (laughs) but it's beautiful. I had the opportunity this December to go to a church in South Dakota and speak on this topic. And I just was weeping because when we understand God's heart on this, like it is gorgeous and for the body of Christ. And so like, that's my heart that we would see and hear his heart on this matter and that it would help us and free us to be able to live just so much more like in such a deeper awareness of the potential that we have living in marriage, living in unity with him. And so that's my heart. I guess I just want to like share that first that, um, I'm coming into this topic with that like heart and desire. And so I totally understand again, some of you might not bless you. Sorry. Um, No, it's fine. Um, Yeah. 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 So it's wonderful to look at that. And I think leaning into hard things, I mean, you teach us to do that and to really say, okay, I'm going to do that. And, and even just parts of God's word that we all wrestle with. I mean, you're really vulnerable to tell us that's something that you've wrestled with and kind of tried to walk through. It may be an area that you as wives feel like you've kind of can't walked around that camp a bit, not sure where to enter, where to go. And so I'm looking at um, Ephesians and then those study notes behind um, that. And also what you're going to say today as a way to try to unpack that and then get closer to the Lord's heart 
so that I don't just read it as a verse or two and say, wow, I just have a limited understanding of it, but understanding more of the context. So thanks for digging in. We can do hard things together. Yes. And I've learned and I am learning as I get older that so much of scripture, like no one ever taught me that what we're reading in scripture, like if we just take one verse and read it as is in our English language, right? it it really is not what it intended to be. Like nobody ever had told me that. Like if I just literally take and read and and use like the actual literal words like right here without understanding who it was written to, what it was written for, like all right. it, it's just like we there's so much that can be misused, abused, misinterpreted. And so so much of even teaching today that I hear is doing that. And so again, our hope today is that we're going to help undo maybe some of the uh, false teaching or misused interpretations of, of scripture that, um, again, is just not a reflection of, of the Lord's heart. So right. I just want to like start there, actually, like when we look at this topic, you know, we see Paul in Ephesians 5 speaking to the this first century Roman culture, these people in Ephesus. And we have to understand that their culture was completely different than the culture we know of today. And it was such a hierarchical, is that how you say that word? Like, oh my gosh. Hierarchical. There we go. Mm -hmm, Sure thing. Where, you know, women were at the very bottom. There was this very, very, like one emperor would be at the top. Mm -hmm. Underneath him would be just a few few, very few leaders under him, under those leaders would be like individual families led by oldish men. I mean, we want to say like, typically it would be like late thirties who had wives who were like 13, um, typically around 13. So that's kind of the hierarchy of this culture. And at that time, the, the emperor would, would be the ruler and the, and what at his word, everyone would live or die below and so on and so on. And it was just, that's how culture was. And so here comes this completely different people group called the way, you know, these people that were Jesus followers, like completely upside down culture, like so different than what this Roman culture understood life to be. And so in Ephesians five, Paul opens up and he's speaking to them. He says, Um, Just at the beginning, um, Ephesians 5, verse 1, follow God's example, he says. Therefore, as dearly loved children, walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So right away, Paul is coming in and he's saying like, hey, this is what it like looks like to live and follow Jesus, like to be a Christ follower. It looks like first he's like explaining, he's like laying out this foundation of love, like to follow Christ, not to live as though you've been living, but to follow Christ. This is what it looks like. It means to follow his example as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love. Okay. 
And then it gets into more of that. He's setting up though. The whole point of that is like he's, Paul is setting up for the whole community to live as though you're loved and then to love everyone. And Mm -hmm. then he says this, he's talking to the entire community of, of Christ followers here in, in verse 21, Paul says, submit to one another. I'm going to read it. And then we're going to kind of like pick it apart and, and talk about it. But this is what Paul says. He says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit to first, submit to one another. He's saying to the whole entire body of Christ followers. Husbands to wives, wives to husbands, children, friends, sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, neighbors. Submit everyone This is what it looks like to follow Christ. It's a community of submission. Okay. He says, he goes on, he says, wives submit to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit, listen to these words, right? Submit to their husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself, submitted himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with the water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. Who He who loves his wife loves himself. So the two themes here that we see Paul saying to the entire community of Christ followers, he says the two main words, right, are love and submission and love, submit, love, submit, love, submit. When Paul opens it up, telling the entire community to submit to one another, is he telling wives that they should not submit to husbands? No, it's to everyone. So yes, wives submit to husbands. Is he saying, husbands, you are not to submit to your wives? No, it's for everyone. Husbands, submit to your wives. It's everyone submit to everybody, each other. It's a, it's a community of submission. When he tells husbands to love their wives, is he telling wives to not love their husbands? No. He's just, it's both ways. It's, he's telling everybody love and submit, love and submit, love and submit. Right. One of the things I love about this is that even today, as we are attending church, engaged in a faith community, grew up in our families, engaged in a new family as part of a, being a wife, always looking for what does the Christ life look like? At the very beginning of Ephesians, when you were pulling that apart in Ephesians 1, he said, here's what it looks like, which I think is so important in today's culture, because we certainly get images and suggestions as to how life should look like. But if we go back and say, God, hold on, what does this Christian life actually look like? Maybe I've not seen it modeled right in front of me, or it's not connecting yet, or I don't have an older couple that we're kind of following. You can just go right to God's word and feed from his very word. And he says, your whole life is to look like 
one that is founded on my love. Yeah, that but- to me is very comforting because we can know what it looks like. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. I think, unfortunately, you know, that's not typically, we don't hear, this is why it's frustrating to me. And this is why I do want to talk about it because it's not what we hear typically. What we hear is it's so one-sided. We hear authors, speakers, pastors, start teachers, start at Ephesians 5.22, which is where we, where Paul picks up directing toward um, wives submit to your husbands. Most, most, unfortunately, most will not start where Paul starts, (laughs) which is to the whole community. He's calling the whole community to walk in this way, the way of Jesus, Mm -hmm. which is marked by a culture of love and submission um, and is, he's calling the entire community to this, but we don't hear that. And even still, even if we can wrap our mind, when we wrap our minds around that fact, we still have a tough time with, okay, but he's still saying to submit like that word in our English language has such a negative connotation. It, it right. is typically, you know, anchored in like this, uh, idea of weakness or, uh, you know, um, loss of freedom, but that's not at all what Paul is talking about. And Tim Mackey too, will link in the show notes. Tim Mackey has a great teaching on this. Um, he's with the Bible project. Um, but submission as Paul is challenging the entire community to, he, this is a quote from, from Tim Mackey. He says, if love is committing yourselves to the act Sorry, if love is committing yourself to act for the well-being of others, submit in the Greek and English is to put yourself under, to consider yourself um, less important than the other. It's to act for the betterment of someone else. It's sacrificial love. Submission is sacrificial love and action. And so, you know, when we see this in scripture, even again, wrapping our minds like, okay, so love and submit, okay, my, our whole community, the Christ whole church, big C church is supposed to submit in love. And that's what we're doing um, in reverence to God, right? And in awe of our Lord and Savior and the Trinity, like I am submitting to and preferring others over myself, right? Um, but submission again, it can, it can feel sticky because I, in our English language, it has these negative meanings. So we have to understand, like, to consider submission the way Paul is is calling and challenging the church, all of us, to do, submit is not weak at all. Submit is looking at the head of the church, Christ Jesus himself, and looking how he showed love and submission. And, and that's exactly what Paul is saying in Ephesians 5, then, as he says, um, now, as the church submits to Christ, all of us, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, um, oh, sorry, for the, in verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is a savior. So when we think of submission and headship, we submit to Lord, our God, right? We surrender all, we give up our control, our desires, our ways, 
and we fully surrender and yield to Holy Spirit for God to have his way in us and through us, he is saying we do that because in what way is Christ the head of the church? He gave himself up for us. He, mm-hmm. he showed his headship in ultimate sacrifice, giving his entire life up for the church, for us out of love. And through the act of submission, that's how he is the head of the church. And so, right. So it takes what you're saying, sorry, as a visual kid, but it's taking like this culture of Ephesus, this emperor at the top, and then these uh, few leaders into family groups. And that's how it was structured. Instead, it starts to look like this, where it's Christ is the top. And then we are to submit to one another under him. So it removes this whole hierarchy that is based quite frankly on status, on finance, on birth families, right? And God said, no, we're all equal in him. And it really is restructuring that whole hierarchy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, what I see and I have been taught, unfortunately, is that is this hierarchy right here. Actually, this hierarchy, which I have a lot of thoughts on, but whatever. God, Christ, husbands, wives. I've, I've seen this. I've, I've heard teaching on it, okay? And, I mean, God is three in one, so that's first off, right? Okay, so it's God is three in one. They are literally the, 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 the trinity. But anyway, that's a different, different story. Um, if this is, though, then how scripture lays it out, right? Um, Christ, husbands, wives, then Christ shows his headship in doing what? And this is what Tim Mackey does in his so much more beautiful. So again, I'll link that. But he, um, Christ does what? He lowers himself. He comes under. That's that act of submission. He comes under. And if husbands are head of, of um, the house head of the wives, as Christ is the head of the church, what is that seen through? Well, he gives himself up just as Christ gave himself up for the church. And so this is that beautiful surrender. And same thing, like we should all be coming below each other out of reverence, out of submission for the one we're all here for anyway. And so like, this is that beautiful, like, it is not what the world defines as headship. And, and what right. I see, unfortunately, is many well-meaning, you know, teachers, authors, speakers, pastors, teaching an unhealthy view of headship, meaning one that is of power, of dominance, of someone buck stops here. Um, all the things that, you know, like, again, I've heard some teach on, and that's just not Jesus. That is not Jesus. Jesus never dominated over people. He, he lovingly and respectfully showed love and submission through the ultimate act of self-sacrifice and love and preferring other people over himself to the point of death. And that's this beautiful picture that we all should be wanting to experience for ourselves. Like, that's the life I want to live. I want to lower myself for the betterment of, of you and you and you and you and you and you and everyone I come in contact with for sure in my marriage. Like it's this beautiful, my husband calls it submission competition where mm. I just, 
I just want to help you. I just want to be here and like lift you up. Well, no, I just want to help you and lift you up. And what can I do for you? No, no. What can I do for you? Like now, not our everyday people. So please hear my heart. But that's this beautiful picture that Paul is, Paul is trying to explain to these, you know, the followers of the way. Because it's it's kind of like that hand stacking game. You know, you've played that where you put your hand down and you're maybe sitting with another person or two other people and you slap your hand on top and then slap your hand, slap your hand. And the goal is to be the top of the heap, right? And sometimes that's even how you decide things like who's going to pick the next place we go to or what have you. But it's this competition. And instead, based on the diagram that you shared, so if you're not already following us on YouTube, hop over there and look for a wife like me. Um, It becomes this submission competition, like you're saying, where you almost, I don't know if it's, you turn your hand upside down, like, no, what can I do to support you? What can I do to support you? What can I do to support you? And that becomes more about serving each other and not so much about standing on top of each other or dominating or say, my need is more important than yours. It's like, if God is directing you to do something, how can I support you? Yes. In that. There has been such a level of unhealthy teaching around this topic. It has caused so much damage in marriage mm-hmm. in Christian marriages. And I'm tired of it. Honestly, I've seen the followed in my own marriage when there's been unhealthy teaching on it and us trying to live that out and feeling um, this weird, you know, tension in our marriage, knowing like this is not from the Lord, but this is what we've been told we're supposed to do. And, you know, things like that, that's just not honoring and respecting and loving um, who God made each of us to be. And again, I guess um, my hope through this episode is that you can listen, you can seek his word again, understand the biblical context for which this was written. um, And then understand and take that, for like, okay, better understanding the heart behind like what Paul is hoping and trying to, you know, communicate to a body of believers as to how we are to live. Um, and then not put definitions around it. So what I've seen, unfortunately, too, I just want to say this because I think a lot of us struggle with it. If you've been in the church for a while is, you know, um, again, well-meaning people like putting definitions on. So if the, if, if your husband is the head of the house, then that looks like, and then they'll, you know, put, they'll define that. It looks like him, you know, the buck stopping with him. It looks like him making financial decisions. It looks like him being the one that, you know, fill in the blank. And so that's damaging. (laughs) And in my opinion, I've seen that, like the church do such damage in Christian marriages Um, more so than even like the secular world sometimes, because we're placing, we're putting things to be black and white in scripture that never is. And so we're hurting these marriages because so many Christians are walking around frustrated and hurt that their husbands aren't being X, Y, Z, when actually they probably are way better than we even think. Because again, if we think about it, how did Christ display love and submission for the church? How did he display his headship and leadership for the church in ultimate submission, sacrifice 
to the point of death. He preferred others over himself to the point of death. He sacrificed his own wants and needs to, for the betterment of the church. How often do our husbands, you know, get us a glass of water? I mean, these are just like simple things like eat my husband. I'm just thinking like he eats all the leftovers because he knows I don't want to eat them and the kids don't like them. And, you know, he'll, he'll whatever, like just little daily acts of sacrificial love. That's headship. That's beautiful headship, not dominating, not, not, you know, making someone else feel oppressed. Um, that's not love. That's not sacrifice. That's not what Jesus did. Um, so anyway, my hope is just that you maybe would be challenged by listening to this conversation. Watch Tim Mackey's teaching. Again, we'll link and just like ask the Lord, how have maybe some unhealthy teachings on this topic um, maybe hurt my marriage, maybe hurt my own heart? And maybe like, how can we grow in this area and like really lean into maybe a, a more beautiful, full understanding of like God's heart for us in regards to submission? So. Yeah, I think that's a good place to land is to go back and and to really be honest and say, maybe we could be pushing for something and to go back and be honest and say, why am I pushing for this? Why am I pushing for submission to look like this? And to go back and look at God's word, because we're to be loyal and followers of Jesus, not necessarily the teachings of our church, like Jesus first, and then the teachings of our church, which we should always be measuring back to scripture, right? Absolutely. Because anyone in this world, I mean, I'm chief ringleader, is a sinner. And we can try and we can try to interpret and we can try to live out, but we're sinful people. And apart from Jesus, we can do no good thing. So to keep it in that order and say, I am submissive to the Lord first. And my church is something that, you know, we're called to be a part of community, to sacrifice there and to serve there and be fed there in certain ways and to measure teachings against God's word. And so you and Chad had the opportunity to go, hold on, something's not resonating here. Being taught this, this is in God's word. Help me to reconnect those or to dissect that and see where maybe that's gone a little awry. and then apply that to our own lives. So it's not so much being loyal to the teachings of one particular person, but it's to be loyal to the teachings of Jesus and God's word. So we always, that's why it's such a skill that in the collective you all, and we all go through a Bible study. I follow along with that. I'm not a teacher in that, but to go through a Bible study and to actually teach some skills how to unpack God's word, because we can eat directly from God's word. We do not have to have it given to us by another person or be told how to digest it, but to have the skills and to say, you know what, this, this book, it looks massive. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to read it. It starts with one skill, you know? And you've done that in saying, help me understand the culture where it's at. The beginning of my study Bible, it gives a little bit about the culture. You can go through and look at some of these words in original Greek and Hebrew and what those words really mean. And so there's this whole depth of understanding 
that yes. if we're not in God's word, A, we're not eating from his word, and B, we're really not getting the fullness of yeah. that relationship. Yeah, yeah. And I would say too, like if there's hesitation, even like in your spirit, um, listen to that. Like whenever, you know, I, you might be listening to, again, teachers you really respect or whoever that is. If there's a check in your spirit about something, don't ignore that and 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 dig into that, lean into that. Why is that? And Lord, what are you trying to show me about this? And he will, he will show you. Again, this for me took almost 10 years for him to really yeah. illuminate his heart again. And so just lean in and he's going to show and do something cool with it. But again, too, even like great teachers don't always understand how to read his word and, and they, they're not looking at the context and they don't understand. And they're, uh, you know, applying it to just things that are not the, the, the Lord's heart for us. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, like dive in, ask us questions. We can help. And what, if we can't, we'll, we'll find someone that can help. And, um, but yeah, just really be, be students of the way and, start understanding what, what this is all about. So, yeah. Right. And it's taking those hard questions. I mean, what a great topic to go to because in our culture where um, it can be considered, you know, the word submission can be considered something that's negative, but to really say, okay, why is that? And dig in. So what a great example to just take something that is maybe a hiccup in our own faith and to say, let's unpack that. Let's go back and actually see what God's word means. Go back and do a little more research. I mean, so many apps online and those um, like Bible Gateway and Blue Letter Bible and on and on have commentaries connected to them, have word meanings connected to them. Hopefully you have a connection with your own pastor. Um, Mm -hmm. You can say, help me understand this. I know I've written emails in the middle of the night knowing they'll get it when they get to the office and say, I'm reading this. Help me, help me under." Stand this, help me unpack it, because each of us has been given the gift of God's word. Yes. And no matter where you're at on your journey, if you are like, I don't even know what to Bible to get, um, stop at your local bookstore, ask them, send Amanda and I a note. We certainly don't know everything, but we can give you some information that's really helped us. So mm. today it's about taking, you know, that invitation, take the next step. Yeah. What is that in your faith journey? Um, What is that about the subject of submission? Is there another hard subject that you're looking at? We invite you to do that. We link arms with you. Yeah. One more note too, just an encouragement. Ask questions. If you are in a teaching or listening to teaching or even just us or anybody, anything you're reading, anything. And, and, you know, it's about submission and you notice that maybe they don't start in verse 21. They start in verse 22, you know, ask you know, can I just ask, you know, why was it that you chose to start in, in verse 22 um, and not 21, you know, um, when, you know, where Paul calls the entire community to submit to one another? Why is it, you know, why right. is it that you left that out? Or, um, you know, I, I've, I've learned a lot in understanding the context of the Roman culture in this century. Um, why is it that that, you know, it wasn't brought up um, when you spoke on that text or, I'm just curious, can you help me understand like, you know, your thought process around that or, you know, because we don't know what we don't know. And uh, I wish, I wish what I just shared with us in this episode, I wish I would have known right away when I became a Christian. So we can also help our brothers and sisters understand 
these these topics that again for many of us have been such a negative and maybe even for some listening abusive um, you know um, experience around the topic of submission. Um, so anyway, I just hope that was helpful. Yeah. I'll certainly think of it differently that submission competition and this stacking, you know, looking a little different in God's economy. And isn't, we see that in so many topics, you know, our culture says things are like this and it's actually a lot of times totally opposite in God's word. So way to draw us back and compare to God's word. So really important to do. And I'm proud of you wives for doing the same, whether you cracked your Bible open today or said, Hey, let's deconstruct some of those um, things that I have thought about submission and let's really look at that. So that takes a a brave spirit and one that you'll be rewarded for because you can always um, ask God the hard questions and even ones that you feel like, I don't know, can I ask this? Of course you can ask that. He can take it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I don't know if you have a question for from us today, Kelly, at all. Um, oh, right. Always at the end of the episode, I do like to just ask you sometimes kind of an off the wall question. But we're looking at this episode um, being shared in the summertime. Fourth of July, it's coming up. I wonder what are the foods that make the Fourth of July celebration awesome for you? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, it's you got to grill burgers, hot dogs, brats. Good point. Um, outside of that, I don't care. I'm a really weird eater and I just really like very plain things. I don't like salads or like all the weird stuff like potato salad and like salads with like stuff in it and stuff like that. <laughs> so really? I just want the meat and the dessert. Okay. I just meat and dessert. I mean, really? <laughs> You just can't go wrong there, right? right. Except you're missing some of the carbs, but it's cool, right? I don't want fruit. I don't want vegetables. I mean, not on like a fun day like that. I just want the meat and the, the dessert. That's okay. all I care about. How about you? Right. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of carbs. I'm trying to break up with carbs. It's not going super well, but, okay. you know, it's been a longstanding relationship. It's hard to walk away, <laughs> right? You know how that goes, right? But... I like making this corn casserole that my aunt had given me the recipe. And wait, does it have black beans in it? No. Okay. Can't continue. But I'm looking for a way to amp it up to like bring some spice to that. You know, because I live in a house where it's like we we kind of like the just this normal taste, you know, without a lot of spice. So mm-hmm. this summer I'm really on the hunt for like a great, let's just call it crock pot corn recipe that has some spice to it because when I make the corn recipe it's seriously like a stick of butter a box of jiffy corn mix uh eight ounces of chip dip that's right chip dip and let's see what cheese chip dip what do you mean chip Chip dip dip. like you know ranch chip dip or (laughs) tex-mex chip dip like the white stuff okay right so you have the butter and the uh, Jiffy corn mix, and then chip dip. And then you throw in, I like to do, you know, maybe a cup and a half of regular corn, like frozen corn, what have you, right? That's where maybe those black beans could come in. And so you bake all that, and it's like amazing. People are always like, this is the most 
the best thing ever. What's in it? And I'm like, you really don't want to know. Chip dip. I mean, who's like, hey, I'm going to eat eight ounces of that. You know, usually we do that one dip at a time. You don't really think about it. It's okay. Yeah. So I, I have to amp up that recipe. So I'm trying to think ahead. Might have to do a couple test runs. What if you put in like, what if you made it a little different and had it like a Tex-Mex corn something and you put in like cayenne pepper and like some taco seasoning in it? See, I've tried the taco seasoning. So I make it at like massive parties, you know, like Mark's family. It's like just the 46 of us, like at, at family things. It's like no big deal. It's no big deal. So I make it in a big crock pot or one of those church roaster cookers, you know, and you got to triple that recipe. Okay. And then I put the taco seasoning in a little shaker jar and then the ranch seasoning in a shaker jar so that you could choose cool Mm. or hot, you know, but it's just not, it's not quite. Yeah. So I'm on the hunt. So wives, if you've got a great, you know, chili uh, corn recipe or something. Drop in your favorite recipes for 4th of July, for summer. We want to experience all of it. The corn on the cob, the dripping of the the butter on the chin, the whole thing. We want recipes. Please share. Mainly dessert and meat recipes. And corn. <laughs> and corn. Yeah. I'll take all the other ones. Amanda's here for the corn and dessert. I'm here for the dessert. And I always say that and it's true. Right. I'm just here for the desserts. Hey, did you know I saw this uh, posted the other day? Stressed is dessert spelled backwards. What? I know. Yep. Write it down. Go ahead. If you're listening, pause if you're driving. Okay. Write down stressed backwards. Okay. Spells dessert. Whoa. I know. Wow. Right? Desserts. Yeah. With an S. This is your, yeah, this is your world, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's why we resort to that. Sometimes I've often looked for a relief in the bottom of a bag of chips or a bottom of a bag of cookies. It's not there. I think I've said sometimes when we go out to eat, not, I don't do this with the kids because you know, you got to be a good example, blah, blah, blah. But, um, like I just ordered dessert for dinner, you know? Because why not? Just go for it. Right. No, I am an adult. I can do what I want. I do it and then I get a raging sugar headache and my husband looks at me while I'm ordering it like, you know what's to come. Why are you? I'm like, I know. You're like, it's going to be fine. It's totally going to be terrible. Right. Trying to unlearn old ways. So what a great way to recap this week's trying to unlearn old ways of thinking, maybe ways that we've come to uh, summaries on uh, spiritual topics, topics of corn and meat, and go back and look at why we believe those and go back to the source. So we're so grateful that you joined us. We love you wives, just right where you're at. We invite you to dig in, jump in the collective if you're like, how do I even start this Bible study thing? I'm telling you what, I learned something from those ladies every single time they post something. So thank you. Thanks for being with us, ladies. Thanks, Kelly, so much. And we'll see you next week for an all new episode. Bye-bye. Love it.